Welcome to Life Talks with Lauren. This podcast is all about having conversations around what's real for us and swapping shame and judgment for courage and connection. We'll cover topics like self-love, relationships, body image, mental health, and so much more. Think of it like getting together with one of your good friends and chatting about life. So grab your glass of wine, mug of tea, or your favorite drink, and let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Life Talks with Lauren podcast. This is the already the second one of the year, so we're going strong. Probably beat my record. Uh, hopefully, I'll beat my record for 2021. I was looking back and I saw once I changed the podcast to Life Talks with Lauren from Body Acceptance, there were only a few episodes last year, and probably for good reason. Last year was like a big transformational year for me. So I needed a lot of time alone to reflect and just figure out kind of like rediscover what my passions are and who I want to be. And I actually was going to do a reflection episode in at like the end of 2022, like right before the new year and just talk about, because like I said, 2022 was a huge year of growth for me. And I just got caught up in the last two weeks of the year. I spent with my husband, Jason, because he's about to deploy in a few weeks. And honestly, it was the first time in maybe ever that I was able to unapologetically unplug for two weeks and not feel like I was useless or even overdoing it in the fun department. By that I mean I had a lot of alcohol. I laid around a lot. The first week that I was off, I actually did resume my normal workout schedule. And then last week, was it last week? Yeah, oh my gosh, it already feels like eons ago. <laughs> last week I just allowed myself to unapologetically like stay home with Jason or we actually we went out to the driving range um it's already all a blur oh we went bowling that was a lot of fun and I didn't feel like gross or anything by the end because I continued to listen to my body that's something I've really trained myself to do over the years that's why I think it was so important for me to stop dieting and practice intuitive eating because it trickled into other areas of my life where I've learned to live intuitively so that it's not like I'm holding so tight to control all throughout the year and then during any holiday I just completely like let loose and don't even care. I used to not care how my body felt because I was like, oh, this is the only time I can really be free. And now it is like kind of a mixture. Obviously during the holidays you consume more treats and alcohol and things if you drink alcohol than you normally would and I've been I've learned to be okay with that you know I used to feel so guilty for it and the guilt would lead me almost to like shame like oh I should be ashamed of myself and this is so wrong to where I would almost numb out and shut down and not really care about how my body felt it does that resonate with you at all because I I don't know. I've just noticed such a difference after 
leaving out any room for like shame in my life for just being who I am. Obviously, sometimes it still finds its way in, but for the most part, I'm so compassionate with myself and I'm also, I hold myself accountable at the same time. It's weird because I went from like one extreme to the other where I was super hard on myself and then I was super easy and I found this in-between balance and I really like it here and obviously like I've had to accept that life ebbs and flows just like the seasons do. I'm never completely one way or the other. I'm always just kind of at this in-between and I've learned to get more comfortable with that. So anyway, every time I hit record on this microphone, it almost feels like when I journal where it's just like, oh, I had more to say than I thought. Like, have you ever gone to therapy and you're like, oh, I'm not going to have much to talk about. And then you get in and start talking and you're like, oh, I guess there were things here. So that's how I always feel. I was kind of anxious today before I recorded. I'm also really tired today. I haven't been sleeping as great this week because my cat Orca has decided to randomly wake me up at 3 a.m. And like that is her time, the, especially the last two nights, like 3 a.m. almost on the dot. And it really creeps me out because it's, you know, the witching hour. So this morning at 3 a.m. sure enough, or 3.06 to be exact, I look over and like she's just staring at me. And so I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to go to the bathroom. Sometimes when I, when that happens, if I wake up during the witching hour and I go to the bathroom and the house is all dark and stuff, <laughs> I won't even pay attention to anything as I'm walking to the bathroom. Like I just keep my eyes down because I don't want to see anything <laughs> creepy. And I've heard stories about this house and even just the island of Okinawa is like supposedly super haunted. So I'm like, I'll literally say to myself in my head, like, I don't claim this energy. I don't want any of this. I don't want it. And just keep my head down. <laughs> and so that's what I did this morning. And then I laid back in the bed and like an hour later or something, because Orca had left when I went to the bathroom and then she came back like an hour later and she finally laid down in the bed, but like next to my head. But then like every few minutes, she was popping up really abruptly and literally just looking behind me toward the door, the bedroom door. And I was like, girl, stop it. So I was like, okay, I'm not gonna Google it until it's till Jason's up for work. But like, I was like, let me see why cats do that. Like, do they see spirits or whatever? And of course, like anything supernatural, at like the vets and animal people concluded that there really is no conclusive evidence because anything beyond science is like obviously harder to prove. So in other words, she could have been looking at ghosts or it could just be her senses that are heightened. And, you know, the supposedly the witching hour is also cat's active hour because it said they're not nocturnal, but they're like some word, I don't know. But anyway, that's like her time to be active. And apparently if you don't give them attention at that time or like reward them for waking you up, or if you keep them up all day, almost like kids, like to wear them out, that's supposed to help. But I'm like, during the day I'm doing my own stuff, like working on school and stuff. I'm not gonna run around the house with a little feather for Orca. Maybe I'll just do that on my breaks or something. I don't know, we'll see. But anyway, that's uh, pretty much what's going on over here. Like I said, getting Jason 
all ready for his deployment and um, it's kind of weird because everyone's like, oh, how are you feeling? And it's that in-between space where I just spent two weeks with him because we were both off during that time and we definitely spent a lot of intentional time. Now it's the beginning of the year and I'm really focused on my goals. I tend to hit the ground running at the beginning of the year because it's just the best time. Usually people are busy anyway and they're not like inviting you to things or whatever. So I've just been focused and I'm like, gosh, it's such a weird in-between time because like I just want him to leave. And I know that sounds really bad and it's not because I don't want him around. It's just because like it's almost like when we were getting ready to move to Japan, like you just want to almost fast forward time and just get there so you can start the process, if that makes sense. So that's kind of how I'm feeling about it. I'm like, okay, like ready to have my alone time, start to work on everything that I want to work on this year, which I think while he's gone, I'm really just going to be focused on obviously this podcast, the style content that I've been expanding on, on Instagram. I bought the, this lighting system that's supposed to help when I take like pictures. I do want to do more reels and stuff. I tend to shy away from that because I don't love to see myself on video, but I mean like who does? Um, so, but that's something that I'm really going to work through this year is just getting used to seeing myself on video. And I know people really do like that when it comes to clothes, especially, you know, because I am like a size 14, 16. So they, they want to see how the clothes look actually in motion and not just in like a posed photo. And beyond that, like with writing, um, I, if you don't know this, I'm a creative writing major at SNHU, uh, Southern New Hampshire University, so all online. And I just have been obsessed with all of my classes that involve writing creatively. Um, the other ones, like the literary theory and analysis, like, oh, those classes always kill me, but I managed to do well in them, but I do prefer like last semester I took a poetry writing workshop and I was like, oh my gosh, I absolutely love this. And I was surprised because I almost didn't take that course. I almost took a screenwriting one instead, but I was like, well, let me try my hand at poetry. Thankfully, it's not just like you show up and write poetry. You're actually taught how to along the way. And so this semester I'm in a fictional, a fiction writing workshop which just started a few days ago. And already, just when it comes to my writing, I'm like, these are the areas I haven't explored. And I'm like, well, maybe I do have a fiction, fictional story like in me. And if I apply myself like I usually do, I feel like writing is the missing piece. Like I've always journaled and stuff. And I, when I was younger, I used to start writing stories and stuff, but I would get overwhelmed and just like abandon them. But I now rediscovering it as an adult where like sometimes I'm like, oh, was were all of these years of like becoming a health coach, getting certified as a personal trainer, like all this stuff, doing studying nutrition sciences, like was it all, what was the point of all of it? Healing my relationship with food, blah, blah, blah. Like what was the point of all of it if it wasn't my bottom line or was supposed to be my career? And it's, I'm starting to understand that it was something I needed to almost clear 
the space in front of me so that I could get into my true passions and realize that I was worthy of living a life that I want to live and that I feel called to where before I had all of these blocks that was like getting in the way and you can probably relate to this I think we all have those blocks or those things that were like oh you know we're told like it's too good to be true to be living a life where you wake up every morning and you're just like excited to do what you do and especially having a career in the arts like writing is very much I think it's becoming more normalized but in the past it was like oh no go for the stable job with the benefits and all that stuff I know it really worried my mom at first when I was even pursuing like an online business, trying to build an online business. She just didn't really understand it for a long time. And now she's at the point where she's used to me just doing things that I say I'm going to do. And, um, and even if she doesn't understand it, she supports it because she realizes at this point that like, I always figure it out and I've never gotten in a position where I was just like stuck there for a very long period of time. So so that's what I'll be working on this year. I would love to hear what your goals are or what your, whatever you have your vision in mind for 2023. If you're not already following me on Instagram, I'm at Lauren M. Kendrick. That's the best way to get a hold of me to message me there or follow me and comment or whatever. I just, you know, obviously like I love to hear from you and I'd love to hear what you have in mind. Also, now I'm going to get into the bulk of this episode where I'm going to do the Myers-Briggs personality test. And I'm going to, I haven't done it in actually a few years, so I'm going to do it like as I'm making this podcast. So I'm going to read out the responses and stuff. So you can do it along with me or you can do it afterwards. You can use it to get to know me more and then, you know, get let me get to know you if you feel like sharing your answers with me. Um, it's whatever you want to do. I just thought it would be fun to go along uh, because that's the one people always talk about. You know, they're like, oh, I'm ENFP or blah, blah, blah. And I know that, and I've also heard this is true, that your answers can change too. Like your type can change over the years. I know that when I first took it, I'm pretty sure I was like INFJ. And then I want to say I took it again during the pandemic and I was ENFJ. So the difference was the first time I was like introverted, the second time supposedly extroverted. I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that we were all kind of holed up in our home. So I wasn't necessarily an extrovert at the time. I was just a very charged introvert. So I'm interested to see where I'm at right now. And um, I don't know, maybe it'll tell me something new about myself or I'll see it in a way that I haven't before. But either way, like I said, I think it's just fun to do those quizzes. Like, did you ever do the like cosmopolitan quizzes and all that stuff growing up? Even like if, if this stuff isn't completely accurate it's still fun to do and just kind of gain some insight because even if it isn't accurate you still learn something you're like oh that doesn't feel like me but this does like instead I've realized this this and this about myself so anyway without further ado let's get started on the test so I am using the personality lab for mine so the personalitylab.org 
I will also put this into the show notes. I'll put the link in the show notes. That way, if you do decide to do it as well and you want to share your results with me or compare them, um, you'll at least have like the, it'll, it'll be accurate. Oh my gosh. Do you hear that bird? I was like, caw, caw. I can't even see it. <laughs> anyway. Oh, that is like, I'm bad with bird names. I don't even know. Crow? I don't know. Anyway, let's go. All right. So like most personality tests, the point is to select the answers based on how well each statement describes you. So there is strongly disagree, disagree, neutral, agree, and then strongly agree. Oh my gosh, that bird is just going to ruin this episode. All right. So the first question is, I can make, or a statement, I guess, I can make new friends easily. I'm going to go with agree on this because while I am, I do consider myself very shy and introverted, which I, which there's a difference between shy and introverted. So I'm shy as in like, I'm nervous around new people. I tend to have social anxiety and then introverted as in like, I prefer to spend time alone. That's how I recharge, but I also love being around people. So I'm going to say agree because I somehow like accidentally make new friends easily. Like people seem to like me and want to be around me. Um, and I think that's just because I'm friendly and I have interesting things going in my on in my life and then it just goes from there. So I'm going to say agree on that one. It's easy for me to work in a group. That is a disagree because I prefer, again, to work alone. And I also hate how when you're working in a group setting, it's like on everybody to like pick the like you're only as strong what is that saying you're only as strong as your weakest link i hate that because then it's like you have to pick up the slack for someone else and anyway i just i disagree with that one i don't usually feel awkward in social situations i'm also gonna disagree with that one because i do feel awkward unless you're my husband or one of my good friends i am gonna feel awkward at least within the first few minutes of our interaction If you ever run into me in public and it's like unexpected, just expect an awkward encounter because I get really anxious and I never know what to say. So yeah, I like to be the center of attention. This one's weird because I don't necessarily like to be the center of attention. I can handle being the center of attention, but I wouldn't choose it. And so oftentimes, again, like some of the things I do, I just end up being the center of attention. Like I sing. So sometimes I do performances and like I did a karaoke contest last year Um, and I don't love it, but I can do it because it's just something I've had experience with throughout my life. So I'm going to go with neutral on that one. I prefer phone calls over texting or emails. That is definitely a not necessarily a strongly disagree. I'm going to go with a disagree on that. And I think so many of us millennials feel that way and probably like Gen Z and the generations after us just because we're so used to texting and emailing. All right. So I have a rather large group of friends. See, again, the wording of this is weird because I don't have one group of friends. I do have a lot of friends scattered in different places And I always have, I've always been the floater, even in high school, like I could just get along with anyone. So I'm going to say agree on that one. 
Again, because it, it is very technical and I don't think that they literally mean one group. So I'm gonna say agree. Being alone gets really tiring for me, even if it's for a short time. I strongly disagree. I love being alone. I can comfortably approach people I don't know. Strongly disagree. Again, that's like really hard for me. And my husband can approach anyone and make friends with anyone. I always tell people that when we went to my 10-year high school reunion, we walked in and mind you, like I went to high school. I forget my graduating class, like maybe it was three or 400. And it was a fairly small town, Minden, Nevada. And we had like only a few, maybe one or two black people and... We had a lot of like Mexicans, but anyway, like not a lot of minorities. And so my husband came with me to um, the the reunion. And if you don't know this, he's black. Um, and we walk in and like immediately I like I look over and he's already surrounded by a group of guys. And I'm like, how did you do that? He's like, oh, I just walked up to one of them and complimented their shoes. And then and then they were like, um, hey, like, I don't know. I forget how the conversation started, but anyway, he's like, they're like, do we know you? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, man, I graduated with you. Don't you remember? And they were like, oh yeah. <laughs> and like, like I said, like, obviously, um, he would have stood out <laughs> in school or like he would have been noticed and it was just so sweet of them to go along with it. But I thought that was funny. So next statement is I live a fast paced lifestyle. I disagree with that because, and again, that's kind of another weird one. So hold on, I'm gonna pause because of this plan. I keep my schedule busy because if it's not busy, if I don't have a lot in my calendar, then I'll end up like being a slug on the couch all day. And I do have a lot of goals and stuff that I wanna meet. So I keep my schedule really busy, but obviously I don't live a fast paced lifestyle because I, do everything from home and if I need like today I needed to take a nap since I didn't sleep well last night so I can do that so I'm gonna say disagree on that one I don't like keeping things to myself uh yeah that is very true I don't like keeping things to myself and I think that's why sometimes I can overshare or I feel that like if I have feelings or emotions or thoughts like I feel the need to just share them because they they build up and they create like this sense of energy in my body that needs to be released. And I'm like, I never understood people that can keep things to themselves or who are very um, like private because yeah, I just, I would lose my mind. So I'm gonna say strongly agree on that one. Okay, I know many people well, hmm. I I disagree on that one. I think again like what does many people mean? How what is that? Like I know a few best friends, my mom, my husband very well, but other than that, everyone else tends to be like acquaintances or friends that I see just every once in a while. So I'll say disagree. I focus my energy towards the outer world more than my head. Heck no. Strongly disagree. Again, if you're introverted, you'll get this one because we are so in our heads and we're just always like, that's what makes us good artists is because 
we're so much in our like wrapped up in our inner world. I gain motivation from interacting with people. Mm, that one depends. It depends on my mood, my energy level, um, what we're talking about. If we're talking about things that I feel passionate about or if it's someone I feel comfortable around, then yes. But if it's not and if I'm not prepared for the interaction, I can get drained. So I'm going to go with neutral on that one. I enjoy gatherings and family reunions. Those are two different things. Family reunions, <laughs> questionable. I don't know. I haven't been. I don't know if I've ever been to a family reunion. But with the energy of my family, I swear I live in a family of extroverts. Like I, I think my dad is the only introvert along with me. M maybe my sister is an ambivert. But anyway, yeah. Um, family reunions might be interesting, fun. And also something I'd have to really recharge from. Uh, gatherings, again, it just depends on who's there and what it's for and yada yada. So I'm going to go with agree on that one. I like to go to parties and events. I really do and mainly that's because I like to dress up. And unfortunately, I do have to usually drink alcohol in those situations so that my battery doesn't become drained in like 2.5 seconds because it will. They are flying a lot of planes today. I guess that's what happens when you live on an Air Force base, but sometimes when I'm trying to record episodes, it's like hard. Next one, I often think out loud. I do this, but only when I'm home alone, which is why I need so much alone time because that's how I process the world, either in words or writing. So when I'm home alone every day, I'm literally just everything, saying things out loud to myself. Like today I was feeling a little bit, like I was getting dressed and I started to feel like irritable and I had to talk myself through it. And so that's one thing I do. I almost like therapize myself, if that's a word, therapize myself every day and then beyond that I just think of like or I talk out loud as I'm working on school work and when I'm thinking about the day and yada yada so I'm gonna strongly agree on that one I sometimes talk too much this is definitely a strongly agree another reason why I need my own podcast because I do like to talk a lot and I've been in friendships where I know it's been unbalanced in how much I talk versus them like it's probably bad for me to be friends with quiet people because I will do all the talking and I don't I always assume I don't know I don't know if they hate that or not but I don't know I feel so bad sometimes but it feels so like cathartic and soothing and healing to talk out loud so Strongly agree on that one. My mouth runs faster than my brain. I've gotten a lot better at that. I used to word vomit and after many negative consequences in the form of like comments or being like shunned from groups or friends misunderstanding me and yada yada, I've gotten better at slowing down. So hmm, I'm gonna say probably neutral on that because I'm not 100% either or. It takes a lot to overwhelm me, not at all. Again, this is why I have to like work from home and create my own schedule and be really flexible because I can get easily overwhelmed. And when I do, I shut down and it's just like, then that's when I get anxiety and 
can lead to other things. So I try not to get overwhelmed too much if I can help it. So I'm gonna do strongly disagree on that one. I don't like silence. I don't know many people that do. Sometimes I force myself to be in silence because I, you know, I, I know it's good for me, but I, I wouldn't prefer it. So I'm gonna say I don't like silence. I'm gonna say agree on that one. My friends always know what I'm up to. Y'all, at the rate these planes are going right now, I'm gonna get this episode done in like two hours. It's 3.30 and in about two hours, I have to start getting ready for spin class. So I guess I have the time, but I'm, it's driving me crazy. Um, yeah, so my friends always know what I'm up to. I would say disagree on that. Like if they ask me if we catch up on things, then yeah, I'll tell them. But I don't really keep tabs on my friends and they don't keep tabs on me. As in like, I don't check in with people a lot. I think part of that is that I'm always in my inner world, so I forget to like pay attention. There's a term for that. It's like when something's not, and it, it's specifically tied to people with ADHD, I think. It's like when someone, like object permanence maybe, if someone's not in front of you or something, then you tend to forget about it. And that's me. And again, it's not because I don't care about the people in my life. I care about them tremendously. I just have so many things going on in my mind at once that I forget to pay attention to the world around me. So I put disagree on that one. I always know what my friends are up to. Same answer, disagree. I'm good at telling stories. I can be good at telling stories. I've been told that I'm good at telling them as long as I am not like really backtracking and like, you know, the story loops where it's like, oh, let me tell you the background of this, blah, blah, blah. I've gotten better over the years at knowing how to say it. So I'm gonna say agree on that one. Let me pause again for the plane. I enjoy entertaining people. I do and I get this part from my mom because growing up we, like she was always entertaining people. She'd have people over, she'd cook and for me, I think also it's partly a control thing. I feel less socially anxious if I feel that I'm in control and things are taking place in my own space and environment where I feel safer. So I'm going to say agree on that one. I enjoy being part of a bigger community. I'm just going to go with neutral on that one because like, I don't know, the thought of bigger community makes me anxious, but I also know that it's important. So when I think of that, I think of like, say I'm in roller derby. And so I think of that, like being in that community. Um, I do, but also with boundaries and distance. So like I don't volunteer for a lot of things or I'm not like on the board or anything because again, I, I don't like to overcommit myself because I can get overwhelmed easily. And I've just learned how my personality works at this point in life and and yeah so that's that this is feeling very like personal I'm like mm. um there are things that I am not necessarily like uncomfortable sharing but that I'm like I guess that I see is some of the not so pretty parts of me that make me a little bit hard to be friends with or be I don't know. And maybe that's just me. Um, that's another tangent. You know what? We are just going to go back into this because it's going to take a little bit. Okay. I can recall events in high detail. 
Mm, it depends. Um, if it's an important event for me, then yes. If it's not, then no. So I'm just going to say probably neutral on that one too. I memorize things easily. Depends on what it is. All of this is like depends. If it's like a foreign language or um, something I'm interested in. So anything that I'm interested in, in other words, if you're starting to see the pattern is if it's significant to me, then I do pay attention and I do like notice and memorize. But if it's not important to me, then I just brain dump it immediately. I think, I think that's how all of our minds work, right? Anyway, I'm just going to say agree on that one. I'm more interested in what's actual than what's possible. Hmm. I'm going to say disagree on that one because I am a dreamer. I don't usually rely on my imagination. Strongly disagree. I use my imagination every day. I prefer learning step by step. Strongly agree on that one. I am a meticulous learner. I like to take my time. It took me six months when I after I started roller derby to even begin to get to a point where I felt like I was making progress because I just really take my time with learning um, because I want to get it right. I tend to overanalyze things, absolutely. Uh, probably comes from an overactive imagination. Um, I think philosophy is a waste of time in most cases. I'm gonna just say disagree with that one. I don't have a ton of experience with philosophy and I think philosophy is kind of a vague statement to make. But because my, I am the kind of person that's like open to ideas and things, I'm just going to chalk that up to like, I'm open to, I'm not like a completely logical person. I'm a little bit of both logical and spiritual. I find talking and metaphors annoying. No, not at all. Strongly disagree. And actually I've had to learn to speak literally to people because I can talk in metaphors and not be completely straightforward and um so yeah I've had to learn to like be more grounded and less ambiguous so maybe that's why I also like writing poetry and other things because I can write in metaphors in a way that makes sense to my brain I'm a down-to-earth person I'm going to say agree on that one I almost said strongly agree but sometimes I can be a little judgmental and uptight and that's one of my like flaws it's like I struggle with that and I have to call myself out on that but I'd say I'd say as a whole I'm pretty down to earth I like physical sports um I definitely do I'm just gonna say agree on that one because again I haven't had personal experience with a lot other than roller derby but I always felt like I wanted to be an athlete in high school and stuff, but my mom, uh, my parents couldn't really afford to put me in anything and like drive me to and from practices. Like they were both busy working parents, so I never really got a chance. So now in my 30s, I'm living out my sports dream in roller derby, which is like one of the most physical sports you can play. So I guess you could say I like physical sports. Learning to use tools comes to me naturally. Do they mean like tools, like like actual tools, like, or do they mean like tools, like um, that you learn in therapy? Like, do they mean literal tools or like um, what do you call that? Anyway, I think they mean literal tools. So I'm just gonna say disagree because I don't have a lot of experience with tools. 
I'm good at reading the room strongly. Mm, I always thought I was because I'm very observational, but I have been blindsided in friendships at times. Like, like last year I had a, um, some friends that like, I, I don't know, I thought we were cool or whatever. And then, um, one of them not like sat me down, but anyway, had a conversation with me about all the things that I was doing that like wasn't translating well. And I was like, Oh shit. Like (laughs) I had no idea. Um, so I think I'm good at reading the room, but maybe others don't think so. So I'm going to go with neutral on that one. I have good balance and coordination. I actually do. I'm going to agree with that one on roller skates. That's one thing I'm getting better. Um, but overall, like I'm pretty good. And that comes from, I think doing yoga at a young age, I used to skateboard growing up. And so working those muscles early on, I learned from past experiences. Absolutely. I'm always analyzing the things that have happened in my life and that I've done or that I've seen and really trying to learn and grow from them. I pay attention to detail. Yes. Very close attention. I will obsess over something for a while until I feel like intuitively that I've gotten it right. I notice things in my environment faster than others. I don't really know what that means. So I'm going to go with neutral on that. Um, I think that's a vague question. I sometimes fail to see the bigger picture. I agree with that. And actually that's why I need to be told what the bigger picture is. Like I need background information on things before I get into them because, um, because yeah, if I don't understand the bigger picture, then I, it doesn't make sense to me and I won't be motivated. Abstract art is not real art. Oh, I disagree. Abstract art is some of my favorite art because again, it's like everyone gets to interpret it however they want to. And like, what is real art anyway? Um, I have a good sense of direction. I'd say fairly good. Like a lot of people will say they get lost in neighborhoods or whatever, and I can sense my way around. I focus on the present instead of the future. I agree. And that's because of my practice with, um, what do you call it? With mindfulness and stuff. I've I've been able to like learn how to anchor into the present moment. Not always great at it, but I'm, I think more present than a lot of people are. I try to stay objective. Um, I do, I do. And I really, again, have to, that's something I have to talk myself through because it doesn't come always come naturally to me, but I do try to stay objective and understand that there's like nuance and stuff in life. Uh, I'm not very idealistic. I think this just means I'm not very idealistic. I think it means that I'm not like, that I'm not optimistic. That's how I'm reading it. So I'm going to say disagree because I'm pretty idealistic. I love how I literally was just like, I don't know what idealistic is. I think I'm pretty idealistic, but um, I I think I'm answering that one right. I have a good sense of fashion. I agree with that one, mainly because I've been told that I do, and I've always loved dressing myself. I never knew if it was like actually good, but again, I've gotten a lot of compliments, and obviously if I share a lot of style stuff on Instagram, I must must have something, right? So yes, staying in shape is more important than exercising my brain. I have to choose either or staying in shape is more important than exercising my brain. Um, no, I, 
neither is more important than the other. So I'm going to disagree on that one. I never have trouble memorizing people's names. Oof, strongly disagree. Terrible at memorizing names. Uh, something that my husband helped me with though is name association because he's he used to be really good with names um, with age he's getting worse but he told me he immediately does name association so someone tells their name and then he'll associate it with something else and that actually does help a lot I just have to remember to do it let's see I can easily tell how someone else is feeling again that's something that I think that I I've always thought that I'm good at, but then have been told otherwise. So I'm going to go neutral on that because it like, can, I guess, cancel each other out. Me thinking I do and, so, and then someone thinking I don't. I don't know. Neutral. Seeing someone cry makes me want to cry too. Oh, for sure. I always cry when people cry. Seeing someone laugh makes me want to laugh too. Um, mm, it depends. Neutral on that one. It's easy for me to talk about my feelings. I think I'm just going to go with agree because it's not like 100% on that one, but I do, I am very like self-aware and good at articulating my feelings. I follow my heart rather than my head in most cases. Again, it's an agree because I do like to bring logic into it, but I'm not like super obsessive about logic. I tend to be superstitious. Well, I guess I have to take into account the fact that at the beginning of this episode, I talked about my cat seeing ghosts at the witching hour. So obviously I'm definitely somewhat superstitious. Um, I'm religious, strongly disagree because I feel that religion and spirituality are completely different things. Religion is more based on like a human like a human interpretation of what spirituality or God looks like. And I think it's like often struct structured and boxes people in and causes wars, obviously, and family breaks up breakups. And it's just not something I really want in my life. So no, I'm not religious. I express my emotions freely. Yes, almost too freely sometimes. <laughs> I can usually tell a person's intentions by seeing how they act. Hmm, I disagree on this one because I really give people the benefit of the doubt almost for too long. And then one day it hits me that like, hey, like they were never really a friend or like, hey, maybe they were they, they were jealous of me um, in this because they acted this way or whatever. Um, or they were trying to sabotage me or whatever. Like it takes me a while to see intention behind it because I don't want to believe that about people. You know, I love people. I'm comfortable crying around other people. Mm, disagree. I feel really vulnerable and I almost feel like a burden sometimes when I cry. Harmony is important in my life. Yes, absolutely. Strongly agree. I protect my peace at all costs. I tend to avoid confrontation. Absolutely. I'm a peacemaker. Yes. I've always been the person in my family that was like the... Um, Every time I every time I talk more on these episodes, like as the episode goes on, I forget like words. Um, the mediator. I've always been the mediator and the person that people call to like help make peace. I've since kind of learned to stray to move away from that a little bit because I started to feel that my only purpose in relationships was to like be that peacemaker and yeah, that caused issues. So 
yeah, anyway. I sometimes distort the truth to make others feel better. Mm, I would say agree, not strongly agree, because sometimes I can be bluntly honest and then it hurts people's feelings, but without me trying. And then a lot of times, because I'm a people pleaser, I'll try, I'll like, I guess slightly distort the truth as in like um, embellish a little bit, but not outright lie. I connect well with animals, strongly agree, always have, animal girl. There are some things that can't be explained with logic. I do agree with that, strongly agree. I dislike politics. Hmm, I do dislike the political system because it's so corrupt and the blah, blah, blah. So many issues with it. Um, I'm gonna go with neutral on that because I wish, like I, I do try and get involved in politics and understand it as much as I can. So I don't necessarily dislike it, but I it we we really need to do a lot of work with our political system. So it's even though even though I don't love it, I do find that it's important. So I guess I'll go with neutral. Sometimes my emotions get out of control. Mm, not so much anymore. I'm pretty good. When I was younger, I definitely struggled a lot with that. And it wasn't until a few years ago where I really started to get a handle on my emotions to where I could like trust myself to keep my head in situations. So I'm going to say disagree on that. Instead of solving my problems, I'd rather focus on what I have. What does that mean? I'd rather focus on what I have. Um, I always work on solving my problems, so disagree on that. I have a good understanding of right and wrong. I Yeah, definitely. And that's why like people think you need religion in order to understand right and wrong that like you're somehow an immoral person if you don't if you don't participate in religion but i think like unless you're a sociopath or something is mentally wrong we all have a sense of what's right and wrong we don't need a bible or a piece of paper or something to tell us that like we can inherently feel it and know it uh you have a wide wide range of interests uh yeah definitely regular positive reinforcement from others motivates me it does. I'm just going to go with agree on that one because I'm working on detaching from positive praise and motivation because I don't want that to be my source of motivation. Um, that's all, That was one of the things I wrestled with in 2022 was like moving to Japan and suddenly feeling insignificant because no one was noticing me or acknowledging me or um, telling me how great I was. Like I can easily attach to praise and I think that's why like I used to love working on like weight loss all the time because when I would get compliments for it that's like what would motivate me and if I didn't then I would feel like I'd start to spiral so I do like the positive reinforcement but I'm trying to get away from that I try not to offend anyone yeah to a fault again people pleaser I'm so afraid of hurting anyone's feelings to a fault to where sometimes I really water myself down and people don't really get to hear what I actually think because I'm so afraid of offending someone. When I speak, I try to connect with people. Definitely, I'm a bad liar. Strongly agree. Jason knows that. I always confess and tell on myself anyway. I'm uncomfortable with uncertainty. Mm, yeah, I would say so. I like knowing things. I like routine I like yeah I like to stick to a schedule definitely 
strongly agree. During the two weeks, like Christmas break, it was fine because I knew I'd go back to my regular schedule soon. But yeah, otherwise, my phone is literally mapped out hour to hour every day. I like to organize the things around me. Yep, everything has to be organized and clean. Damn. I'm like, God, I'm like thinking about all these answers and I'm like, I'm so neurotic. I'm going to have a vulnerability hangover after recording this episode and I'm going to be like, oh my God, should I really put that out? Should I really say all of this? But I'm going to anyway, because I, like I said, tend to, um, just tell the truth and just let it be, even if it pushes people away. And sometimes it does. And that really hurts, but, um, I can be no one else but myself. You know, I don't know how to. I could not stand to live in a messy environment. Strongly agree. Again, I'm very, very neurotic about how my house looks. I clean multiple times a day um, and just keep things really organized. I usually don't struggle with deadlines. Strongly agree. Especially if I really protect my time, which I said I've gotten really good at. So like my school assignments are done. They're like due... um, They're due every Sunday, but usually I have them turned in by like Wednesday, Thursday at the latest. Because I don't like stressing and I don't like rushing and I want it to be quality. I'm good at planning ahead. Um, It depends. I I think because I am very like present, it's hard for me to think too far ahead. So I don't know. You know, there's some people that are really thinking about like, oh, what am I going to get you for your birthday or do for your birthday? Or, you know, I don't know. I'm not really thinking of that stuff until it's like really close to it. So I'm going to say disagree. I work with constant amounts of energy, not motivation. What does that mean? Mm, I'd say mm, I don't have a ton of energy. What drives me is passion more so than energy or motivation. So disagree. I'm a goal oriented person. Um, maybe not so much like goal oriented, but I do, I'm, I'm a growth oriented person. So I like doing things that stretch me goals. I don't really pay so much attention to the outcome. I've learned to really focus on the process and the journey and learn to fall in love with that. And that's actually helped a lot. So I'm going to say, Disagree on that one. I regularly make to-do lists. Yes, definitely. I prefer a methodical approach to things. Mm, yeah, I guess so. It's another vague one. I am sometimes criticized for being inflexible. No, I don't think anyone's ever criticized me for that. In fact, I think I'm sometimes too flexible. I'm well prepared for most possibilities. I don't know what that means. Like what possibility is like a natural disaster or an injury? Like, I don't know, neutral because I don't understand the question. I have most of my life planned out. No, definitely not. I just let things go as they, as they plan out. Cause like I've learned that I, first of all, I'm always changing and like growing. So I have different interests and stuff and I might feel differently three months from now. So I just let things unfold as they do. So yeah, I work well under pressure. Mm, I can, I don't like to, especially for sustained amounts of time. Cause it's not good for my adren- um, adrenal system. I already have imbalanced hormones. So I try to keep myself calm. That's why I like to work way ahead of deadlines. So 
I'm going to say agree because I, I do, like I am one of those people that tests better because of the anxiety, but I don't like it. I work, I first work, then play. Oh yeah, definitely to get my work done so I can enjoy the play fully. I value tradition. Mm, not really. I don't have a lot of traditions or traditional values and like Jason and I, we just, yeah, we don't really, we're not really traditional people. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm, I disagree because I don't like that cliche statement. To me, repetition is comforting. Yeah, it can be. Um, it does get boring after a little bit, but I do like, I, if I'm doing like a job, like data entry input or whatever, I do find that really like comforting. So I'm self-disciplined. Oh yeah. Strongly agree. Very self-disciplined. I consider myself a good leader. Mm. Mm. I haven't been in many leadership positions, so I'm going to go neutral on that one. I like to be well-informed before doing an activity. Depends on what the activity is. Um, so I'm going to go neutral on that. Some people criticize me of being bossy. I have been criticized of that. If I am putting, put in charge, maybe that's why I don't like leadership positions because I can be very like structured and critical. Um, and people might see that as bossy. So I'll say, yeah, I rarely procrastinate. I'm going to agree with that one, but again, that's because I've trained myself. I used to be a huge procrastinator, but that's something I've changed about myself. I rarely second guess my decisions. I agree with that because I'm like, I, I don't like to live with regrets or anything. And I'm like, well, if I've chosen that, then so be it. Like it might've been a mistake, but I'll learn from that still. So there's still a benefit to making mistakes. I can focus for long periods of time. Definitely. Um, and even in like a distracted environment, I remember when I was 15, I had this boyfriend and he came over during one of our like house parties and I'm literally like on the couch doing my homework with all the noise around me and stuff. And I'm so concentrated and he comes over and he's like, wow, that's so impressive that you can like focus throughout all this noise and, um, and then, yeah, I can do it for long periods of time, but I just get so lost in things. I think, again, that comes from being so present that, like, I said I'm in my head a lot, but I'm, like, present in my head, if that makes sense. Like, I'm processing so much at once, and maybe that's why it is hard for me to think of the past or the future too much, because, um, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. Let's get my results. Would you like to see the results? Hopefully, they're not going to make me pay for some shit. Um, I'll let you know if they do though, but it's so funny. Like as I'm coming to the end of this, I think it's so funny that like, I was like, oh, I thought this was going to be like a super lighthearted thing, like fun. It is definitely not a cosmopolitan quiz. It's more in depth and intense than that. And also, like I said, it, I'm kind of like seeing these answers and I'm like, damn, like I, I really am uptight. Um, it works for me. Like I'm happy with it. I think where I get insecure is that I've been criticized a lot for that, but I, I just think that it's something about myself. I have to come to terms with that. I'm not for everybody and, um, and that's okay. All right. Get the results. Let's see. Let's see your personality type analysis in progress. 
hi orca she's just sitting by the door looking back at me she's like let me out oh no i do have to pay oh. <sighs> well since i did all of this work i'm gonna pay but you, there are definitely free ones online, so you can do a free one online and let me know your results anyway. But let me do get all the work to um, let me go pay and stuff real quick, and I'll let you know what I got. Yeah, so I also I ended up paying the middle tier, which was about twenty four dollars, um, and I I did it because I was like I did not just record like a fifty minute podcast episode for nothing, so. Um, I'd say it was worth it because I did the middle tier because it also gives me other like tests and stuff and then I can do an IQ test and whatever so I think that's fun obviously not going to do that one on here but I'll do that um, later okay so uh, see I told you it changes I'm now an ISFJ instead of INFJ female ISFJ I'm trying to find okay so summary also known as the defender or the protector, ISFJs are one of the most humble and hardworking helpers of our society. They thrive when others around them thrive and they feel like they're being a helpful part of their community. They are also quite optimistic, carrying on with their duty in the hardest of times. They can always be expected to do the right thing, but also to stay out of the spotlight. To them, helping others isn't extraordinary, but something we should all strive for. I fully agree with that summary. Strengths. Due to their high optimism and persistency, ISFJs can survive through any hardship and help those around them, whether it's taking care of wounded soldiers during times of war or joining rescue teams. They are also humble and honest, but also able to keep a secret, making them reliable companions. I'm definitely very good at keeping secrets and yeah, weaknesses. Although ISFJs love peace and justice, they can often find it hard to stand up for themselves. Uh, yes. In an environment that's treating them unjustly, they usually need someone else's help to settle things, as they hate confrontation and would rather stay quiet to keep the peace. In the long run, this can be extremely unhealthy and stress them out. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to work on that, like setting boundaries, standing up for myself. Um, hopefully I can find my voice there one day. Work, thanks to the ISFJ's passion for helping people, they often consider a medical field. Interesting. However, they don't always choose that path, but they always make sure that their work has a good impact on people. Even if their work is boring or monotone, they reliably complete their tasks because they understand that only this mentality can help a team or a community move forward. Yeah, it's funny because I actually like started out I mean, technically in the medical field and nutrition sciences, but I did want to be a vet growing up and, um, yeah. So I think like even being in the arts, want to make sure that their work has a good impact on people. I do find that important that I'm at least making a difference. So fears and insecurities, nothing bothers the ISFJ more than feeling useless. Oh yes. Or even a burden to others. Yep. So it can be a big source of anxiety when they feel like they're in the way of others. There's a simple way of overcoming this, okay? Communication, I am a huge communicator. ISFJs who communicate more and better with their coworkers and family members are less likely to feel insecure as they always know what's expected of them. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Social life. 
Although introverted in nature, ISFJs love being around people as long as their private space is being respected and they don't have to be the center of attention. They are almost always part of a bigger friend group and tend to stick more to more extroverted people who understand them and can help them overcome their anxieties. Probably why I married the biggest extrovert. ISFJs can always see the silver lining in things, and this goes for people too. They are rare to reject anyone who approaches them. Yeah, again, that can be an issue sometimes. Hobbies. ISFJs usually choose constructive and peaceful hobbies where they can turn off and relax a little bit. This is why gardening, art, and reading are all popular hobbies among ISFJs. Yes. So the I is introverted. You're not an overly sociable person, and even though you like being around friends and in good company, you're mostly in your element when you are alone and can focus on your projects and goals with nothing and no one disturbing you. True. Sensing. You are down to earth real you're you are a down-to-earth realistic thinker, not too much interested by philosophy or abstract questions, but focus on what's actual and sensible in the moment. You notice details around you quickly and have good balance and coordination. Hmm. Interesting. Feeling. Instead of facts and cold logic, you find connecting with other people much more important and rewarding. Yes. You empathize with other people and you're not scared to explore your inner emotional world either. You'd much rather follow your heart than your head. Absolutely. Judging. You like to follow a plan, stick to schedules easily, and just generally like to organize your life. You think that these kind of things don't make life boring, but improve its quality. Yeah, and a lot of people think they're boring. That's why I'm saying people think I'm boring. I love it. Um, Though you like the freedom to experiment, you are self-disciplined and set rules. Absolutely. Uh, SI, introverted sensing. This function allows you to tap into the past, recall events with high detail, and draw visual images. It also helps to sense things inside your own body, like sickness or discomfort. Oh yeah, I always know when something's off with my body. FE, extroverted feeling. Extroverted feeling gives you your empathy, how you connect with people on an emotional level. It gives you an understanding of how others feel and makes you want to seek harmony. TI, introverted thinking. With introverted thinking, you can reflect on ideas, come to logical conclusion, and enter deep states of thinking, detaching yourself from the outer world. NE, extroverted intuition. Extroverted intuition makes you seek outer experiences, identify logical connections, and plan several different outcomes at once. People with high NE often find it hard to concentrate on one single thing. Oh, for sure. ISFJ is the most common personality type. What? This doesn't mean you are less unique. That's immediately what I was like. What? It rather says many people show characteristics that are similar to yours. I wish I could find them. As a matter of fact, in the section that follows, you can see some of the famous people with whom you share a personality type. Mm, Damn, this is a lot of good information. I'm not going to read you all of it. Um... I'm just going to read the final female ISFJ. Same as the men with this type of personality, women with it are empathetic and caring. With less constraint about showing their caring side, these women are often seen as dedicated and nurturing. One way to describe it would be motherly. This is the most common personality type for women. I guess I could see that because as women, like we tend to be more detail-oriented um, and I've been told that's the way that our brains are wired and I don't want to like talk in such an absolute binary. I just know that 
that's kind of how it tends to be. That's why women are better at like details and nurturing and men are better at other things, whatever. So yeah, like I said, I, I definitely think it's worth the money because this report actually goes on and on for a while. So I'm going to go read the rest now. Ooh, celebrities. Um, what is, who is that? Ja, something, I forget his name. Uh, Kim Kardashian. Okay. Gwyneth Paltrow, Bruce Willis, um, Tiger, Tiger Woods. Is that his name? It's driving me crazy. Um, Angelina Jolie's dad. Anyway, I forget his name, but he's hilarious. So, so yeah, that is my personality type. If you take it and you're also an ISFJ, like, let me know how accurate that is. Like how many other people got ISFJ? Um, and what do you think? Do you agree with the assessment? Let me know. Um, like I said, I'll put the website in the show notes, but if you want to do a free one, probably just Google free. I probably should have checked on that at first, but, um, I was just kind of like, let's just see. I'm used to them being free. So anyway, no big deal. Hope you enjoyed this episode and I will talk to you again next week. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you did, I'd love for you to share it with a friend or leave a five-star review wherever you listen. Have an idea you want to pitch or just feel like chatting with me about the episode? Come find me on Instagram at Lauren M. Kendrick. Can't wait to hear from you.